You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast, the post-WrestleMania recap, but we don't want to jump right into that, do we, D? I know you got something. Hold on. No, 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 no. We're not jumping right into that. There, there's a few things that we need to clean up. Uh, I know that the national championship is today. Um, and for for those of you who are watching, you know, the UConn and uh, San Diego State, I, I, I don't know who do you got, Gary, uh, and Tom, who do you have, and then I'll, I'll tell you who I have, and then I'm going to move into the conversation uh and as it relates to college basketball so i don't want to toot my horn or anything but in my bracket i filled out i had uconn to win it all but i did not have them against you against san diego state but i did have uconn to win it all wow that's actually very impressive gary mm-hmm. now Paul, i'm not gonna lie i did have four different brackets they were only winning one of those brackets but i did pick them to win it all in one of the brackets yeah, I was about to say, even picking one out of four, that's still pretty good. Yeah, and I've had them in the final four in two of my four brackets. Well, you got to be close to the money with that. No, I'm not even – I'm in, like, 60th. Really? There's there's a team that – there's somebody that had uh, three of the four teams in the final four, correct? How? I, How? No idea. No idea. They had Miami. They uh, Actually, D knows. Uh, Bruno had Miami, and he had UConn in the final four. Really? Okay, look at y'all. Who was the other one? They had to be San Diego State. Look, 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 uh, look well, He didn't have look. all three, but somebody Ty, did have assume uh, San Diego Ty, State. Ty, if you don't tell me I got UConn. the answer to that damn question, man. I got UConn. I UConn, okay. All right, I'm, I'm going to go with the Aztecs. That's who I'm going with. But since we're on college basketball, you guys have heard of Kaitlyn Clark. Have you guys seen her play? Correct. Oh, well, I haven't seen her play, but I know who she is. Okay. So, Charles Barkley said something that I thought was very impressive. Uh, and Charles Barkley doesn't say a lot of things that I agree with or that I disagree with that ever really just catch my attention. But they asked him a question, and it was very interesting how he answered. And the question was this. The question was, you know, it's crazy. You know, Iowa was a Cinderella team. You think they'll be able to have what it takes to get back there next year. And he goes, you can't be a Cinderella team with a player on your team like Kalen Clark. And it made me think, was that Davidson team that had Steph Curry on it? Was that a Cinderella team? Or was that a team that should have been poised and in position to make the run that they made already? So my question to y'all is this. Can you be an underdog team with a generational talent on that team? I'll start. Yes, because I will say before the tournament, most people probably didn't know who Caitlin Clark was. Just like before the tournament, people didn't know who Steph Curry was. They made a name for themselves in the tournament and made it a household name. So they, they turned themselves into a star or a generational player by what they did in the tournament. Before that, you probably didn't know who they were. But yes, I think you definitely can. I would say that if you want to go a true definition of a 
complete Cinderella team, that would have been FAU this year. Nobody knows. I still couldn't tell you one player on their team. That, to me, if you want, that's a true, who nobody had any expectations for. I think Iowa was, was still, I don't know what their seed was. I know they were a higher seed. I think they so, were at three. Yeah, so they, they were already expected to do somewhat decent. And Clark was the player of the year. Oh, yeah, I still hadn't heard of her, heard of her, but I don't really watch women's college basketball. I'm well, not, I don't even thing. watch college it, basketball. And, and, and that's I respect the thing. That, oh, no, I, why I, respect. I don't watch women's basketball, but, you know. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> But so, I have I have watched her play in the tourney only because she's created so much buzz. But, so as a result of her creating so much buzz, I've had opportunity to watch her. And she is truly the female Steph Curry. She she's not qualified to go to the WNBA this year, so she has to come back for another year at Iowa. And they were saying that they was a Cinderella team. So are they a Cinderella team? going into next season with her playing the way that she played, or are they a team that's in contention for the NCAA title next year? So I'll say one more thing, and then I'll let time answer the previous question. Um, I would say they weren't a Cinderella team in the first place. They were a three seed. To me, to be a Cinderella team, you have to be like a seven, eight, nine, basically eight or higher. I don't consider top five seeds to be a Cinderella teams. You're you're expected to do well if you're a top five seed because you're usually pre, you're probably pretty good in the nation or you wouldn't have got that high of a seed. So I would have never have considered them a Cinderella team in the first place. FAU what is a Cinderella team. I don't even know if I would consider San Diego State. You maybe could because of the talent they played, but they were a six seed. So I don't know if I would – UConn's not – would you say UConn's a Cinderella team? They were a four seed. I would say no, but not yeah. time. I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to say they were a two seed. Okay, so no. LSU, LSU was the three seed. <laughs> so no, they're not a Cinderella team. They have a national player of the year on their team. They're not a Cinderella team. Um, it's just, it's uh, you know, it's Iowa. We're not used to hearing about people from Iowa. Except what, what was George Kittle? Is that where he went? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, first of all, it's women's basketball. So anytime women's basketball ends up in the news, it's good for them because uh, who's paying attention outside of that? Not trying to be mean, just being honest. Um, you know, what is the parents and family members of the women's basketball teams paying attention? Um, but I'm guessing you're going to get to this controversy that popped up, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm eventually get there, but that ain't. That ain't. We. We ain't got there yet because. There's other questions surrounding just this player that I I, I really want to get a better understanding of because and it really it really bothers me because okay you said they were a three seed there so were two seed, seed, two, two, seed. Seed, two what seed do you have to be in order for you to be a Cinderella team seven or higher in my opinion yeah it's gotta be yeah something down there I'd say and seven really or and really and really I think to be a true Cinderella it's got to be in the double digits. I don't know. FAU at nine, that's a – if they would have made it, that's a Cinderella. Like, nine? Yeah. I might that's what I think. That. I think it's probably eight or nine is probably the buffer zone. You can go either way depending on who the eight or nine is. Because if it was like Charlotte or something, just straight Charlotte, they don't play very, very good talent. 
So, like, they won't play against ACC, SEC, all those schools. So, the, if they were an eight seed, they were because of how good they were in their own conference. So, I would still consider them a, a uh, Cinderella. Davidson, same thing. They didn't play the talent, and they still were able to win, too, when they actually did get to play better talent. So, I would. that's why I think eight or nine is probably your cutoff, and it would depend on what school you are. If you were Texas or you were uh, Duke and you were an eight seed or North Carolina and you were a nine seed, you're not a Cinderella team. You're expected to be there. You're expected. No, I'm saying I I said eight or nine is the cutoff, and but it also depends on the team you are. If it was Charlotte Uh, and as an eight seed, and North Carolina is an eight seed, are you going to say North Carolina is a Cinderella or Charlotte? I see what you're saying. 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 I respect it. I I was just because I I I agree with Charles Barkley. I agree. You can't have a, a talent like that, whether you knew her name or not, or. Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, for instance, like that Davidson team, in my opinion, I don't think they were a Cinderella team. Uh, granted, looking at where he is in the NBA and the things that he's done and the, the level of success he's had there kind of sways my opinion on this. But at the same time, I'm just being honest because but at the time you would have said he was a Cinderella team. But there's a lot of basketball players that I don't know. But like that's just like LeBron James. Whatever team LeBron James would have gone to in college, there's no way you could have told me that whatever team he went to would have been a Cinderella team. No, I agree. But you see what I'm saying? But so you didn't, if, but if, with Steph Curry at that point, you didn't know who he was. So technically, it's a Cinderella because you have no idea. You're basing it off of his future that you already knew what was going to be. And during that time, nobody knew Steph Curry was going to be Steph Curry. So at that point, you're like, dang. He came out of nowhere, dominate with Davidson, Cinderella story. And then he goes on to prove that he is more than just that. Yeah, because he wasn't a national player of the year. You know, no. he wasn't the. But Caitlin was, though. Yeah, she was. So that's why they're not a. They, well, and they were a two seed. You can't be a Cinderella team if you're a Cinderella story if you're a two seed. It don't matter. You weren't projected to win. Technically, if you want to get realistic, nobody was projected to win the championship besides South Carolina. There was the sports books, which time loves. He'll tell you they had the South Carolina was the only team. They basically you could bet the field and win money. South Carolina was like they're going to win. That's what how the sports book took it. South Carolina is winning it all. So everybody else was an underdog <laughs> at the start okay. of it because they said South Carolina was just that good. But it's college basketball. Anything can happen. So. But so, And also to answer your question, because you asked and I didn't answer it, do I think they'll be a powerhouse? Yes, I think they should be a one or two seed next year because she, she has to return. It's just the same thing as what Time time and, uh, and uh, Standrew said. North Carolina had high expectations. Now you got to achieve them. They're going to have high expectations. Can they achieve them again? North Carolina couldn't. Can Iowa? That's a, that, that's a great one, which, which – it's going to help me transition into this next thing. So after South Carolina got beat by Iowa, so after South Carolina got beat by Iowa, because I got to make sure I, I phrase this the way that I need to phrase this, um, Coach Staley uh, got up and she talked about, we're not bar fighters, we're not thugs, we're not this or we're not that. And I was like, man, why would she say something like that? Like, why Why would she 
want to have the need to say that because obviously, you know, I'm not on that basketball court. I'm not taking those shots. I'm not living the life that South Carolina is living with winning a national championship and then not being beaten in over, you know, a year and some change. So I, I, I've never been in that position before. So I didn't understand why she was saying it. So fast forward to after LSU beats Iowa and um, one of the LSU players um, did the you can't see me facial expression and did the pointing at the ring finger and everybody lost their mind. And I'm going to say everybody because there's been a lot of backlash saying that LSU was classless or this particular player was classless. They was this, they was that. But then receipts was pulled up that Kaitlyn Clark did the exact same thing the game before. So now, Gary, I'm thinking, like, huh, what's going on? I'm trying to figure it out, man. So I, cause, so before I jump to any conclusions, I just laid it all out there. You tell me, Tom, you or Gary, what's going on here? Because I don't understand. I'll let time go first. I, 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 I'm trying to figure this one all out. All right, let me tell you this. So first thing I saw was the viral clip that's been going around the sports center where, you know, she's doing the, you can't see me and points at the ring finger and they have it, you know, side by side with Clark doing hers. And, you know, even at that point it was like, all right, you know, get a little taste of your own medicine. I, I can see, you know, how people say that. But then as more and more videos popping up, I saw Dave Portnoy posted a video and um, the LSU player actually like, chases clark to follow her for like 10 seconds doing you can't see me trying to make sure that she sees her do it and then continues on to like do the ring first so it was like a much longer thing directed at clark which is like completely different that does make it different from what clark did i mean i i because at first i was like, okay yeah that's just you know you talking shit you talk shit you get talk shit but then the way that that player did it is just completely different, in my opinion, because you see she goes from one side of the court to the other side chasing her to try to make sure she sees it. And then she starts pointing at the ring finger, which is just, it was just the length of it, I think, that changes it in my mind. Um, because at that point, it's kind of like we talked about that one week, like cocky versus confident. And at what point does that hinge? And I think the length of time and the fact, you know, because she did it at Clark. Clark didn't do it at one individual player. She just did it at the whole bench. It was like a little three-second thing. Well, you time it out. Uh, Reese did it for like, had to been 10, 15 seconds. So that's the difference in my mind. So <laughs> to the first part of your question, I I didn't understand because I I don't know what transpired that caused the comments of saying that we're not fighters we're not thugs i don't know what transpired to have her bring that up so i don't know where that came from because i don't know if something happened during the game if the crowd was saying things i have no idea where that came from because to me it feels awkward you would just bring that up out of nowhere so 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 gary i, I i'm gonna tell yeah. you what it is man what what happened was is when you saw that iowa team uh, majority of all the Iowa team players were uh, white. You looked okay. at South Carolina, all the South Carolina players were black. And 
the way that the game was called just in general, Gary, was one-sided. Okay. Um, and depending on what network you listen to, I, I, I can, I'm only say one network because I only listen to one network and I know that you can get multiple networks. So I'm not going to say uh, it was like this on every network, but the network I was listening to was kind of one-sided. So I felt like she needed to say that to let people know that like, Hey, we play basketball over here in South Carolina too. Yes. Caitlin Clark's a phenomenal basketball player. Iowa has a great team, but we also have a great team, too. That's what I thought it meant until this came up. And again, Tom, I, I understand what you're saying. I want to hear yours, Gary. Yeah. Or I, I. So I, I, I do have a it. quick question then. Um, why? What reasoning did she choose the words she chose? The sayings she said. Okay, so 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 Don Don Staley has nothing to do with. No, no, I'm just asking in general. Why did she choose those words to say? Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm gonna look up the I, I'm gonna look up the quote. Yes, I, I, had didn't, no I idea. didn't. I didn't even see all that. So that's why. I'm, okay, well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go to the next part while you're looking, and then I want I'll do. I just want to find out why why do you think she chose the words she chose? Um. So my response to the whole you can't see me stuff. So I think like what Time said, he said that Caitlin Clark, she did the you can't see me after she scored a basket or whatever, like showing that, hey, y'all can't cover me. You can't cover me or whatever in the middle of a game, not when the game was over or anything like that. It was in the middle of the game. Y'all can't stop me because basically they couldn't stop her. And like you said, it wasn't directed at anybody. It was just in general. Hey, I'm doing this because y'all can't stop me. Now, like you said, with the LSU, followed her, wanted to make sure she she did it, saw she kept turning in different ways, kept doing it, wanted to keep getting in her face to do it, wanted to make sure she knows. But it it wasn't directed towards her. So, like, I'm not sure. Like, like if she did it in the LSU game, it makes sense. But – it didn't even. It wasn't even towards your team, so I'm not sure why it was the purpose. Why why your decision came from? Oh, I'm gonna do what she did to the team they beat. They didn't. She didn't do it to you. Like I, if she did it during the game of LSU, it makes sense. But it just makes no sense that you're doing it to her, even though it wasn't your team. That's the biggest thing that didn't make sense. But but all in all, I don't care either way. Like. Do what you want to do. Like you're the one that has to reap the benefit. You, if some, if people don't like it, they're going to talk to you about it. Kaylin Clark. If people don't like it, they're going to talk to her about it. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care because it's it's sports. Like you're going to trash talk. You're going to do all that stuff. I just, as a person, it didn't make sense why she felt she had to do it to her when the stuff was never directed towards her or her team, and she never said anything about their team. She just said, and she did it to South Carolina. So I didn't understand the rationale behind doing that now and you did it after the game was over to make sure you won. Kaylin Clark did it in the middle of the game after she scored a basket. Like she did, she was trusting that they were still going to win. So See, I, don't even, I, I hear what you're saying here, but I don't even have a problem with the fact that they didn't do it to her, her team. Everybody knows that Clark is, has been pretty like outspoken and boisterous as far as like the side antics, like the last game, apparently she, you know, Said she didn't need to guard somebody that was about to shoot a three, and she like waved her off. You know, so (laughs) right, right, exactly. Which is you know that's funny, but um, so maybe that LSU player, um, 
you know, took took it as, oh, you're a cocky player. I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine. But I think in that, like you said, the timing in which she did it and this, um, how, to me, it was just how long she did it. And then I don't know if y'all saw this, but in her, like, press conference, and the reason I saw this is because LeBron retweeted a bunch of stuff about it. And so, uh, you know, I saw all his uh, notifications. And in the post-game press conference, she said, you know, that is for all the girls that look like me that uh, they talk bad about whenever, you know, we do something that they they do type thing. Essentially bringing it down to a black and white thing, which I think is always, just... Always. It always it goes down to that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm but not going to... I do got one more thing, though, also. So, so just to answer your question, Gary, yeah. before you go into it, okay. you wanted to know why she said that. Why she chose the words she chose. So responding to a question that her team had been perceived as a group of bullies by the media, Staley came out and she said, we're not bar fighters, we're not thugs, we're not monkeys, we're not street fighters. This team exemplifies how you need to approach basketball on the court and off the court, Staley said. So apparently it's kind of one of those situations where you remember when Michigan was playing and they came out with like the new black socks and they was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're perceived as a bully and you playing bully ball, very similar to what the Grizzlies played with, with Zach Randolph and Pal Gasol. They had two big, big ladies in the inside that they game ran through, obviously, Correct. you know, right. And that's, so that's how Iowa was... stopped them because they couldn't, wouldn't let them do that. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so with that being said, like, with playing that basketball, you have that type of uh, viewpoint on you as it relates to playing basketball. So, so, okay. so I my, understand why she said what she said. So my response to that would be, it still makes no sense to make that thing. You should want to, hey, we're a bully because we dominate you. Like it, it had nothing to do with calling you bar fight or any of those other words. You're a bully because you dominate down low. I would, We would say, well, we say Jack, Shaq was a bully when he played. And Shaq loved that. He wasn't saying, oh, I'm not a bully. I'm not this type of person. No, he embraced it. Like, I, that's what the problem I have. Because to me, she was trying to use words to try and be, make it about race. Like, everybody knows if you say something about monkey, people know where they try and throw that stuff. She threw that word out there. To me, you're making it about race. When bully could have been a good term in the aspect of y'all bully y'all's opponents because y'all are that good. They were projected to win it all over everybody because they're that good of a team. So to yeah. me, when you break it down to make it about race, that's a whole other issue. Gary, let me tell you something. I I have I have never been so far on the other side from you and time in my life until now, bro. This also, is I had one more thing before you go. But go ahead, go ahead. So the other thing about the you can't see me stuff, right? All right. So when did, uh, this won't be for time. Time. When did Caitlin Clark do that? Against uh, South Carolina, right? But after she probably scored her thirty-fourth goal or bass right, or right, point, right, something like right. that, right? <laughs> I well, don't know so you're the, going with the, it. the girl that did that to her scored fifteen points. Caitlin Clark was the best player on that court. She scored thirty points. She scored nine more points than every other girl on that floor. And you're going up to her saying that, but you literally didn't stop her. Like, and they stopped you to, for 15 points. Yeah, your team won, but you didn't do anything special. She was still the best player on the court. So it's just funny how that works. 
And again, I don't care either one of them did it. You could do whatever you want. You got to reap whatever people say. But like, I I don't care. I thought I thought it was hilarious that people are losing their mind about it because it's dumb to lose your mind about it. But I, that's the weird part. Like, you didn't really stop them, but you acted like you stopped her. You didn't. She was a one man team. It was her team, and you had to stop the rest of the team. You weren't stopping her because that didn't happen. So it was interesting, but. And, and to, to me, why did she choose to do it versus everybody else? Was she the leader of the team? I don't know. I don't know who, the, who their leader of their team is. Well, the thing, like I said, I, I don't even have a problem with with her doing it. I don't think people have lost their mind. But I, I do stand by that it was not the same thing. She did not do the same thing that Caitlin Clark did at all. And, and I'll <laughs> say that the thing, as you know, D, the media loves to do, what are they showing? And like what Time even mentioned, what are they showing when they talk about the articles? They're only showing the picture of them doing the same thing. They're not actually showing the actual videos of what each of them did and where everything was directed. They don't, they're not showing any of that. But again, I don't care that she went up there and did that. I think it's funny. But I, it just didn't make sense in the context of it wasn't your team. You didn't stop her. It just didn't make sense in the context. I, look. I, but, I hate you and time. I hate that we even talking about this. Situation. You brought it up. I, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why it's bad because I, I honestly didn't think that y'all felt the way that y'all feel. But the fact that y'all feel the way that y'all feel, it kind of stings a little bit because you two, out of all people, know that shit talking is like my love language. Correct. Not only is it my love language, but like that's what takes basketball football or whatever sport that you're in and take it to a whole nother level i'm going to give you guys a whole bunch of examples that y'all can't be thinking about because y'all are so headstrong on the whys and the where's and the who did it as opposed to just focusing on the action lebron james has the silencer lebron james uses the silencer when he does something magnificent or he's doing like the 50 points, or he's doing like whatever it is that he do, he does the silencer, correct? If I'm a player and I'm whooping LeBron James' ass and I got 10 or 12 points, I'm going to also do the silencer toward the end of the game to let him know, is it disrespectful? You absolutely damn right it's disrespectful. That's its whole purpose and its whole intent is to be disrespectful but be respectful in that disrespect because I'm respecting you by doing your own celebration that you made famous. I'm now using it against you. So let's take one Kaylin Clark. Kaylin Clark is all everything as it relates to women's basketball. Correct? Correct. She does the, you can't see me. She goes viral regardless of what, reason she did the you can't see me no matter what reason Kittle gets up and does the does the uh zero netto like no defensive players when they hit him and make him cough up the ball or do anything positive on him they do his his celebration why because that celebration is a show and sign of respect but what comes with that respect is a lot of disrespect. That's why we do it. Kaylin Clark, again, she is a best player, supposed to be all of this. She done led Iowa. They're supposed to be a Cinderella team. What, however you want to view them, 
You can view them as a Stockton Malone team. However you want to view them, you view them that way. When they stepped on that basketball court, Gary, and they stepped on the basketball court and uh, with these LSU Tigers and LSU Tigers whooped their ass, it does not matter what we do on that court. It should be a fair game. If that was your you can't see me, I'm showing the you can't see me. If I done heard through the grapevine that you're talking about rings or this or that and the third, you absolutely right. I'm going to come at you. Guess what? You are supposed to be the best player in the country, Gary. That's Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan as it relates to women's basketball, you damn right I'm finna celebrate on them. You damn right I'm gonna chase her down and let her know that you can't see me. Because you know why, Gary? Because LSU may not be there next year. Kalen Clark's coming back. Their team's not coming back as a whole fool, Gary. Most of them are going to the WNBA. So with that being said, you damn right I'm gonna show you my ring finger. Because I won't get a chance to show you that again. Because the next time I see you, we'll be in the WNBA together. So yeah, you let her ride, so, you let her shine, and y'all over there complaining. You and never complain. y'all are sickening. I have y'all told make you, me so sick. I told you talking about it multiple times. It's the same. If you're gonna be a great player and you're gonna do stuff like that, and you know people are mocking you because there's little girls everywhere right now, Gary, are shooting shots on little girls and doing the you can't see me sign because Kaylin Clark did that. And you know that damn sure. So with that being said. You absolutely right. I'm going to use that against you. So, and then people going to talk about it? So I told you multiple times, I don't care that she did it. I have no, I, I just didn't understand the con, the content of why she did it because it made no sense with what happened. So, But to your point, using your point, own point against you, how many times in your career, I know you love to joke on people and in the games you like to taunt and do all that kind of stuff. You tell me how many times. Same thing with LeBron. We saw Pat Beverly, Pat Beverly do it to LeBron, do LeBron celebration and say that you're not and you're too small against me, right? He did all that. Correct. He did all the every celebration that people do to other players, like you even said, Kittle get hit, knock yeah. off the ball if he does it. It happens during the game. They don't wait to after the game to make sure they won to do it. So if you want to use your same argument, literally, when is any time you've ever done stole somebody else's celebration and did it to their face after a game? Bro, Never. they do it to look. I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I and and this the God honest truth. Yeah, and you know this, and you know you know that when the Warriors was the Warriors, when they had Durant and everybody like that, you know damn well people were celebrating after the game because they could bust your ass with four minutes left to go, and they can be down by 15. They 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 start raining threes, and you end up you down by eight. So they would wait to after the game to celebrate because. The, they would, the, yes, they would celebrate. The they never, that good. but they never mimicked what other people were doing. Is what I'm saying. Gary, You're saying Gary, that that was your whole base of your argument. Gary, we have never, ever in the history of our school, in the history of our sport, ever been to a national championship, and to get there and win it, and win it against the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, right I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm using your your logic. I'm just using it. In a reverse way, because that's what I was using. Have you ever seen it? Like, we never seen we never see somebody go up to LeBron after they beat him and do his celebration to his face. They don't do that. Like, that's just that's something you don't do after a game. Like, they they might celebrate, but yeah. they're not going to go. Not only that, chase not only that but they don't chase him around and do yeah, the silence difference for, for the way fifteen seconds. After it's just like it, it just got to a point where it was like corny. 
that she kept doing it that long. That's just that's just honestly like to me, like do it, you know, talk your mess. But it got to a point where it's like, okay, you're doing too much now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think the worst thing is, like we've said, everybody's trying. Oh, you wouldn't say it if it was a white girl that did. No, I would say it to anybody. I don't care in the first place. If anybody chases somebody's down, I think that's not right. But hey, if you want to do it, do it. It's whatever. You're the one that has to reap what people think about it because people are going to see it as bad. I could care less what you do, but other people are going to have problems with that because it looks terrible. Right. That's all. All all, all I'm saying is, yeah, all I'm saying is don't say they're the same thing. I don't care that she did it. You know, you know, you do it like, like Gary said, do you, you got to deal with what people say about it, but you cannot call those two things the same thing. It's just not. It's not the same thing, D. It's just not. It's well, not. he's saying if you watch the two videos and you watch both of them, the three-second clip and the 20-second clip, you're going to say they're the same exact thing? No, you're not. What, 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 what is, this is what you have to understand. Like Once you, once you create the act, Gary, right. once you create the act, it's fair game for anybody. No, and it. I agree. I think the, the I, thing so that it, I'm so it saying. Matter, it doesn't matter if I use it for 15 seconds, if I use it for five. You created this. No, I agree. No matter and whether it lasted three it, seconds. I don't think it's the fact that she used the you can't see me. It was the fact she chased her down that people have a problem with. They she chased her down and followed her around to make sure she got in her face to see it. Yeah, that was I the problem her, everybody had. I need had. her to see this. I, I need yeah. her to see this. Yes. Because this this is my competition. Not only are you my competition now, but I'm also going to see you in a year or two later in the WNBA as well. So, yeah, you're right. You are my again, lifetime competition. Again, as we don't I like stated. Each other unless we're teammates. And then I can see, you know, some type as of. As I stated, I don't care that she did it. Everybody else, that's the issue they have. Because they right. see it as disrespectful because you chase somebody to do a celebration instead of just celebrate. The rest of her team's over here celebrating. She wanted yeah. to make sure she went into her face. That's where people have a problem with it. Yeah, you, you do realize that Richard Sherman, that's the reason why he's on TV right now. Right now. Because he celebrated in people's faces after games were won? No. Yes. That is yes. not true. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's not true. Yes. You know, you know, you know when he became Richard Sherman? When he ran up after the game and said, that's what happened when you 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 tried me with a sorry tail receiver. He ran up in his face, Gary, and celebrated in his face but did, while telling again, him. Again, did he copy the celebration and do all that stuff and make sure? No, I'm saying it's just different. That's why people are upset. I'm not no, saying it, I'm not saying they have a right to be upset. I, again, it doesn't matter that she did it. I'm just saying that's why people are upset about it, because she chased her down. And then now everybody's going to... You'll see today, later today and tomorrow, you're going to see everybody's going to relate it to race. Everything's going to be about race because that's all we want to do is divide everybody and make it about race. And that's exactly where it's going to go because you already start seeing that right now. But you're only you're only saying that, though, Gary, because this situation in your like, quote unquote, is different because of the chase down versus like the actual harmless three seconds like ah you know this is i i did this in public versus doing this to somebody at home it's it's a completely no, different because that's what i just saying. i just scored a basket i'm running back down the court i do you can't see me to the crowd that i'm hey they can't cover me okay and then versus hey we just won i'm gonna walk up to you to your face do it to your face 
because we beat you. I'm going to show my ring, all that stuff. That's where people have the issue because it wasn't in the heat of the game. I think people have no problem with what you do in the middle of the game because it's trash talk at that point. After the game's over, it's supposed you're supposed to be respectful of your of the teams you just beat and then and go your about your way. You just won the national championship. Now everybody's talking about that and it doesn't talk about the national championship they just won. Now you're going to have the negative effect versus the positive you just won a national championship. I'm saying that's how people are seeing it and how it's going to be portrayed. Again, I don't care that she did it. I don't have a problem with it either way. Because it doesn't it doesn't affect me. It have no I have no care to it. But I'm saying that's why people are upset about it. And I think that's where and that's where the whole argument is going to change. It's not going to be about LSU winning. Everything's going to be about this conversation, which is sad because it should be about them winning because they deserve the championship. But see, that's the, that's the thing, though, Gary. They're only saying we're only saying these things about them because they won this championship. Had they not won this championship and she would have did this, this wouldn't even been a conversation. No, imagine that's if they, what I'm trying to get you to understand. No, if they would have. And I'm trying to get you to see, because when Kaylin did this, when she did this, regardless, she was winning the game. Uh, and again, when you're a mega star like that, when you do stuff during games, Aaron Rodgers, when he does the discount double check, Anytime an uh, interception happens or anytime somebody does something, they do the discount double 100% check. in the middle of a game, do, correct. Do, 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 during the game. During the game, like you correct. Said, during the game, like you said. I can say this, Gary. I, I, and I, I, I don't know if you've ever won like a national championship no, or a on. state championship. I won, I won the BCF like Bowl that. game, something you I, didn't I, do. I, I, you, you tell me if you did this. I won a state championship in high school. I my did not. I won a state championship uh, my senior year in high school. Now, I'm talking about what I what I did. When the game was over, because they talked so much trash before the game, bro, like how it was going to be an easy game, stuff like that. And, like, we ended up beating them. It was a close game. We beat them 34-33. Uh, uh, really close game. But after the game, bro, we, we needed a fourth down to pick it up. Picked up the fourth down. The game was over. And I was the first one pouring to my finger like, yeah, because those those games mean way more than games that don't have uh, shirt and hats. Those shirt and hat games mean a lot more. And I'm talking about those games where, yeah. you know, there's state championships, there's BCS bowl games, there's bowl games and stuff like that. So those games mean more. Correct. You agree, right? Yes. And I never do that because, as you know, I don't say a word on the field. Right, I just go out right. and do my job, and then I'm just going to beat right. you and then make you look bad by not doing – and not say one word to you, and you're going to try and get in my head. It does nothing. So I, it's I'm a completely different – that's why I said I have no problem with them doing that because it wouldn't it wouldn't affect me. Like I, it, I don't know if it affected them. I don't know. I think yeah, – I'm just talking about getting a better understanding of yeah. why the things happen the way that they happen because – it was a lead up to this. It wasn't yeah. like it didn't happen. Okay, well, you got the. I don't even have to know anything about you, Gary. I don't. I don't have to know anything about you personally. Let me let me rephrase that. I don't have to know anything about you personally, Gary. And if I am playing you as a player, and you're a gifted player like Kaylin Clark is, all I have to know is that you're good enough for me not to like you. I do not like you because you're the reason. You're the 
you're the resistance between me and a national championship. Not only are you the resistance between me and a national championship, but every sports media outlet out there is saying you're an unmovable object. You well, damn right. When we move this think, object, I'm celebrating. I, I think you, the, the the media. We did this. We this is what I wanted. This is this is truly what I wanted. And when I say this is what I wanted, LSU winning. Um, uh, when they played them in the national championship, I watched the whole game. I thought it was fascinating because the game was it was really weird because they weren't ever really in the game. Yeah. So I, I will say the thing that I think people don't understand because they unless you played college, college sports, you have no understanding of it. College sports is a whole different animal. That's why that's why this is also why I say I don't have a problem with it. Because in college sports, you're taught to hate the other team, not respect them at all. You're taught to hate the other teams. Doesn't matter who they are, you hate them. Now it's different when you get to pro, you respect the other team. That's why you don't see that type of stuff happen as often. Yeah, but LSU don't hate Iowa. Come on. No, but no, I'm saying, but you're taught to hate (laughs) play. Man, like look, it doesn't if matter playing, if we're we're playing for a it's national college. championship. Yes, you damn right. Yeah, but but there's a difference that this was something so, like again. Yes, so if this was if this was Alabama and they played three times this year, and you know that's something different I, to me. I, so I, I, this is crazy. If this would have been a Duke North Carolina game, then we wouldn't even be talking about this. Correct. Would it, because so, everybody would understand the rivalry. So I I will give you an easy way to so you can un- break it down. So you say, oh, they don't know. Yeah, they don't play each other. Okay. In a Super Bowl, teams don't play each other sometimes too. But when the team wins a Super Bowl, the other team still goes up, congratulates them. When you lose a playoff game, they go up and you have respect for the other team. You say, what's up to everybody? You say, congrats, good luck the rest of the time, all that kind of stuff. You're not disrespectful because you're made it to the top level. So we respect each other And then when we're in professional. Yeah. In college, yeah. you're not. You're all fighting to get to the next level, so you hate everybody. That's what they're. T- they teach you to hate all the other teams, and that's what. That's what. And not only do they teach you, it's not that they teach you to hate other they, teams. They tell you, hey, if you don't hate yeah, the other team, they it, can beat you, and then you're you're behind them. So there's a there's a reason why in college football you see a lot of people disrespecting everybody's mascot right. or their field and stuff like that, and don't show the respect that a lot of people think they should show. But in the NFL, nobody really. It's like a professional hatred like okay yes i don't like like gary I, i'll give y'all a case in point we played the browns twice a year like me and gary wasn't friends twice a year like we would be friends all the way up into the game when we on the field i'd be like hey pop what you doing like or just i'm like, just scoring two touchdowns no big deal right like or just <laughs> you know just cracking jokes on each other uh like the whole game and then after the game we hug and like we back friends again it's just it's just that when you're competing against each other and, you know, it's one so, wheel trying to break another person's wheel, so you like, tell you don't me, know what come out of you. You're going to tell me that fighting for a national championship in college is more intense than fighting for a job in the NFL. Because you might not be fighting another person. You're not fighting another person for a championship. You're fighting another person for the ability to feed your family, to make millions of dollars. That is a lot more on the line than a college national championship. So you can tell me that, that you took that the wrong way. You, I, understand, well, no, I understand. You it's got a respect like, thing because we all made it to the top right, level. You respect, right? Them. You got the, you know, what they talk about the, uh, you know, uh, what's the word that they always 
uh, use. They talk about like the NBA is like, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. If you can't word? remember the word, it means you're about to lie. No, Look, I, so, no. So, so, so let, me t- let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'll Kyle. think about it. I'm going to be honest with you while you, you figure out what the hell you're trying to think of. Because we still also have to talk about WrestleMania. Right next, uh, yeah. And, and all the matches before I get so. It's kind of like the brotherhood of like NBA. Correct. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like you respect that to, or, you know, to the fraternity almost. It's like a word along those lines. It's like yeah, you want to so, beat them, but you respect them as a person. College, you don't respect the other team as a person at all. Bro, That's not how it let works. Me, let, let me tell you something. When, when I got to the Pittsburgh Steelers, so when I was with the Carolina Panthers, I didn't like the New Orleans Saints. I didn't like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I didn't like anybody in our division. What about here's the, the thing. Here's the thing, though, Ty. And what's really funny is I had no problem with any of those teams because I wasn't a fan of any of those teams before I got to the National Football League. I built up their professional hatred because that team didn't like it. Look, I, when I went to Pittsburgh Steelers, bro, I had no problem with the Baltimore Ravens, bro. Nobody on their team, nobody over there. When I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, by the time we played Baltimore, I was over there with my pitchfork and all type of shit with everybody else. Like, I, I like, bro, disliked them. And to I'm, this day, disliked them. And don't even know why. I mean, the most, obvious, the most obvious case in point is just look right above you. Uh, Gary Barnage was a Brown. You were a Steeler. Y'all were supposed to hate each other, but y'all became best friends on the Panthers. Well, not really best friends, but like almost yeah, best we're friends. We were never best friends. Right. Uh, Do you, you had to come out and tell that publicly. It's all right. It's yeah. So, so, you know, obviously it's different to a degree because, yes, you're not going to have those same intense rivalries uh, because it's it's different for sure. Um, like I'll even make it even easier if me and D did not know each other and we were playing against each other in NFL, we would never have a problem. Like we would be cordial talk. Now, if he was if he was playing in college and I was playing in college against each other, oh, I hate him. I'll never talk to that guy. He's a terrible yeah. human. So then that's how we that's how we view it. It's hey, I'll hang out with that guy. I'll see him. Oh, he like he likes wrestling. And now if we were in college and I found him like wrestling. Oh, I ain't going anywhere. He's at no, we ain't doing that. That's just not how it works in college. That that you have you're you have a different. You don't have any respect for other teams in college. So no. you didn't have any you didn't have any friends that you well, you probably not didn't. on other teams. No, I'm talking about in high school or. Somewhere uh, where it's like, you know what, they went to a different college, but you have, they were immediately your enemy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any. I just yeah, say, honestly, like, I will say Cliff Averill, he went to Clay High School, which is a rival of mine. So we played in basketball and we played football against each other. And we, we were, he went to Purdue. We never played him at Purdue. Like, I would never played him. But if we would have, I'd have hated him. But in the NFL, he would have been awesome. We would have been great. It's a whole different level. It's a different type of like, sportsmanship in college versus pro. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are going to complain about the stuff that happened with this because they don't understand how college, not rivals, but college sports work and the the hatred you have for other teams that get in your way to get to somewhere. So I can understand why she did it because you do not want that other person. So that's why I have no problem with it because it's college. Now, if it was NFL or professional sport, I'd I'd probably have a little bit because I'm like, it's a respect thing at that point because you should respect the other team because you made it to that level. It's different. They may not make, she may not ever make it to the WNBA. 
Kaylin Clark may not make it to the WNBA, and they may never play each other again. Now she has one up on her, and that's what you're playing on. Because most college people aren't going to play professional. That's just so. That's why a lot of that is there's hatreds toward them because you don't want to be your memories taken away. So, so I, I I don't know if you ever thought about this time. Um, and then we need to get to WrestleMania because we're going. Yeah, yeah, we got we definitely got to go into this. Kaylin Clark went viral by doing the "You Can't See Me." And in the viral age that we're living in, everybody's trying to capture that viral moment because there's dollar signs on the other end of those viral moments. So if Kaitlyn Clark does it, if I can get a video or a picture or something like that where I'm doing that and I go viral, then that turned into to, to, to dollars. It turned into endorsement dollars. So you damn right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna chase her down. Uh, if if that's a that's a better question, uh, Tom. Would you do that uh, if you knew that it was some dollars on the other side of it? Well, here's the thing. I I don't know that there's dollars on the other side for that because another thing she said in that uh, press conference, I'm talking about uh, Reese, the girl from LSU. She said, all year you guys have told me that I'm too ghetto, too brash, too this, too that. So if that's already the perception that she feels like that the media or the outside world has on her, then, you know, doing this is not going to help that cause because of, you know, how this action could be perceived. Um, but, like, like, I don't want to, like, get away from this. My main point about this whole thing is, she did it okay you know what she was having fun with clark maybe she wasn't maybe she was just trying to talk her shit because she got tired of caitlin clark being so good and got tired of caitlin clark uh you know talking shit on her or doing her own thing my point is in this outrage that people are going to have do not try to say that one thing is the same as the other because it's just not you cannot paint these both these things as the same because there's a point where the time it's it's like anything there's a slippery slope of you know what what you know goes into account when you're talking about this stuff and at a certain point it does switch over from the line of hey this is an act where i'm taunting you because of what you've done to where all right you're doing too much now and i think that she met that line because she chased her from one side of the court to the other kept trying to get in her face and then, like Gary said, it was at the end of the game. It's not like mid-game, like she'd been cooking her. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one thing. That's one thing if you're, like, cooking the person. And then, you know, like, Pat Bev, when he did the two-small LeBron, he made a shot over LeBron. Okay, so he gets to he gets to have fun. Does anybody think that Pat Bev really believes that LeBron is too small? No. Everybody knows that he's having fun and talking shit because of what happened this season. But – you know, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, but because of the race dynamics of Caitlin Clark being a small white girl that's been dominating the you know college basketball scene, it's just going to come into play. And then you have this character on the other side, Reese uh, from LSU, who apparently I didn't know who she was before tonight, but just based off her own words, has been like, uh, you know, put into the media as this quote unquote ghetto, too ghetto type of player. Uh, and so when you have those two perfect forces come together like that, it's going to create the uh, the 
black versus white that you've already seen uh, so much of. And that that is what I, first of all, hate to see um, because that happens a lot in today's world. Uh, but yes, I don't think that you can call it, you know, ghetto and classless, but I don't think you can say the two situations are the same. And that's all I have to say about it. Okay. So we'll get the WrestleMania now. Gary, but, I will let you lead that that carousel. First of all, I want to ask you, this is my question. Everybody that listens to this probably knows that we uh, attend WrestleMania usually uh, every year. Are you guys upset that you didn't go this year? If so, why or why not? Uh, no, I'm not upset that I didn't go this year. Um, there was no matches that I was really into uh, other than the Usos and Sami Zayn and um, um, Kevin Owens. I knew that they were going to win. So it was kind of one of those things where it wasn't, it wasn't anything impressive enough on the card to move me enough to say, hey, I want to get some flights to California. I want to go out and stay in a hotel room for a couple of days and fend for myself as it relates to getting food from various vendors and restaurants. There was nothing on that card that moved me enough to make me want to go. And after watching it, the first day was better than the second day, in my opinion. But the Oh, really? I like the second day so much better. Even with the first day. We'll get into it. Even with the first day being better than the second day, it was still so so opinion. It was still so so at best. All right. Well, we'll start off then. I'm gonna go with the first night. Um oh, and to answer your question, time. I uh, no, I'm not because once I saw the prices of the tickets, just because it's in LA, <laughs> and like he said, that the matches weren't really anything that was super enticing. That doesn't that doesn't draw me in. Like Next year, the prices should be back more reasonable because it won't be in L.A. Um, and hopefully we'll be there next year. All right, let's start it off. Which John day was Cena. your favorite, Gary? I'll get to that when we, as we're talking. Oh, I got you, babe. <laughs> awesome Theory versus John Cena. We're going over night one. See, I'm mad at y'all. Y'all didn't let me use my perfect transition of the you can't see me from the Caitlin Clark to the John Cena match and. I'm just never going to forgive you for well, that. Well, you're very slow at these transitions. You should. <laughs> I had time to look up everything. Go, I will go, say, go. I liked Austin. I, I called the Austin Theory is going to win because there's no way they were going to let the Golden Child lose. Correct. This, this one this one had a weak storyline. Uh, Terrible. I'm glad, they, I'm glad they got it over as fast as they uh, got it over with. And I'm, great, I'm glad that they led with this match and didn't try to – use this as a match to keep people in the seats. I thought it was a terrible match. Um, it wasn't very entertaining at all, and I had awesome theory, so I thought that was what was going to happen because it didn't make sense for Cena to win. So I thought it was not a good kickoff. Uh, now we're going to move on to the four-way tag match between the Street Profits, the um, Ricochet and uh, Braun Strowman, the Viking Raiders, and Otis and Chad Gable. I thought this match was very entertaining. Had some great spots. I have never seen anybody ragdoll Braun Strowman like Chad Gable did, which was amazing to see. And I predicted Street Profits won. 
Um, and I thought it was an entertaining match. They had some good spots. Because uh, that, that's what you expect to see when you're in a four-team tag match. You expect to see spots. And that's what we got. And I thought that's some interesting ones. Um, I thought Ricochet, obviously, is a super highlight with his how athletic he is, doing his jump up to the thing, shooting star press onto the floor. Uh, only thing, I, only negative I have, too many times they're waiting for everybody to get to the spots. And it, it's, it was very noticeable. So <laughs> I thought this was one of the worst matches that I've seen in a long time. And the reason why I think it was it was horrible match, like it was the quality of the match. You were able to predict everything that was going on. They spot, you knew every spot, and because you knew every spot, and it was taking them forever to get to that spot, you knew what was next because they were dragging, the timing was off. You could tell that they hadn't worked with each other before or hadn't worked with each other enough for it to come natural in terms of chemistry. So you could tell when the big, and they just spot wrestled the entire time as opposed to just wrestling. And that's why I wasn't a big fan of it um, because it was just more so selling that and selling, you know, finishers and making sure somebody was out of the ring. Nobody is yet to figure out the chemistry where you could not have big spots in a match like that and just wrestle it out and it'd be absolutely amazing. Very similar to, um, and I always bring this up because I think it was fascinating and phenomenal, but when Kofi Kingston went through that gauntlet match, I thought that was one of the better Monday Night Raws that I've ever seen in my life that should have been probably a pay-per-view. Time? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of uh, the Street Profits, so I'm glad they won, even though I predicted against it. Um, I think Montez Ford is going to be a superstar uh, eventually. So I've always loved watching him. But, yeah, to me, it was, like y'all said, it's it's a nature of these fatal four-ways. It's going to be a lot of spotty wrestling because there's only so much attention you can put on the ring. There's only so much attention that you can put in one area. And so you're going to have to, you know, people are going to have to sit outside the ring, act like they're hurt for five minutes at a time, and then let you get your spot in and then go from there. So uh, Fatal 4 ways sound fun in theory, but when it comes to actually, like, playing them out, <laughs> they're pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next match, Seth Rollins over Logan Paul. I was I was very disappointed in this match uh, because I knew I, I know Logan Paul can't wrestle. And as a result of him not being able to wrestle, they use his athletic ability to hide that. So they have him do more athletic shit. So people are like, ooh, ah, very similar to the spot wrestling with the uh, fatal four way in theory. So if we can get you to spot and get you to use your athletic ability in that spot we can fake everybody out on whether or not you can wrestle or not. WWE does a really good job of protecting Logan Paul in that aspect. But as a result of it, because Seth Rollins has a name for himself in the wrestling industry as a wrestler and not a spot guy, I knew going into this match that it was going to be some uh, issues as it relates to their wrestling ability and how they was going to pull it off. Uh, 
I think for what they did, it was okay. But I, I feel like Seth Rollins should have went against somebody else that was a wrestler that could have helped them a little bit more in this match. So it it was okay. Uh, I got my win out of it in Seth Rollins uh, because we knew that Logan Paul wasn't a wrestler. Time. You know, what's funny about this is I saw the Twitter streets clamoring that Logan Paul was the most impressive non-wrestling person that people had seen except D'Angelo Williams whenever he made his wrestling debut. So, D, as someone who's wrestled before, do you think, did you actually wrestle or did you did they use your athletic ability to, to do the same thing? Because no, I mean, people, no, were saying, I, I, people were saying that you were more impressive than Logan Paul, but they were saying that, that he was probably second that they've seen. So, so the reason why... I, I, I didn't do any big spots. Everything that Hold Logan on. Paul, you did one. You, you I know, know you don't want to mention it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Nah, the backflip was a big spot. The who? Your backflip. That was a pretty oh, cool athletic spot. That was that was not a big spot at all. I'm not good. No, I'm saying it's an athletic spot. Anybody, it's, a, it's it's it's, a, it's an athletic spot. But when I when I'm talking about wrestling, I'm talking about what Logan Paul did was. Jumping off of the jumping onto the prime bottle, that was a huge spot for him. Right, I that's kind of like his thing, like him coming off the top rope so much. And not only him coming off the top rope so much, what you got to understand is, and what you don't even realize, in order to make yourself an entertaining wrestler, like when I say using his athletic ability, whenever he would come off the ropes, he would get really big and animated. And as long as you get really big and animated, when you come off those ropes, you can sell that you're a wrestler. And I think that's what he was, not that I think, I know for a fact that's what he was doing. And that's what I mean by hiding himself, as opposed to me when I was in the ring, you know, locking up on the wrist and like actually wrestling, as opposed to just doing spots or spotting my way through my time in the ring. So I thought it was a terrible match. Um, yeah. I, I hate the whole aspect of bringing the prime bottle. As soon as they brought that out, I'm like, it's going to be interacted. And the first thought was, it's KSI, common sense, stupid, yeah. predictable, hated it. Uh, you knew what spots were coming. Um, I just, and I, I feel like it just takes away from the actual wrestlers to have somebody that isn't a real t- a real wrestler or, or somebody who does this full time come in and make it look like they can just contend with somebody that's considered one of the best wrestlers in the business right now. But, yeah. and they did that with him and Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Why are you pushing a guy who's going to be here one to three, two matches a year, but you're going to make him look like he's unstoppable force. It, it's just dumb because to me, it makes your other wrestlers look weak. And I don't well, like Well, that. you have to understand, you have to understand this though, Gary. Like as a wrestler, I understand what you're saying, but as far as like entertainment, that, I understand that. The yes. heat that he has on him from the fans, man. Like I agree. That he's a he's a needle mover. So you gotta let him move that needle. No, I agree. I just I, I just think it takes away from other wrestlers that deserve the spot. That's all. Yeah, uh, and that's that's one of the difference between like actual wrestling fans and then like yes. the, you know that uh, watch wrestling during yeah. SummerSlam and Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So, so uh, we're gonna move on to the next match. We gotta speed it up a little bit. We got we're running way over time, I believe. Um, 
Uh, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Lita versus Damage Control. I'll start it off. I Call thought it. this match was going to be better. It was <laughs> not very good. Too many missed spots. You could tell it's been a while since Lita's been in the ring. Uh, some of the moves were too telegraphed. It was too easy to know things were messed up. Uh, and I thought Damage Control should have won because Lita and Lita's not going to be around much longer. Trish ain't going to be around much longer. Damage Control, you were building them up, and then you just basically destroyed them. So I think every all the momentum they had is gone unless you have them beat Becky and for the titles. But I think that's going to go to Ronda and Shayna Baszler, which is another terrible yeah. choice. But yeah, I we we both agree with you, Gary. You can go on to the next one. Uh, this one, I know uh, we may disagree. Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Um, I'll let time go first. I just want to mention how in his entrance, I think that's the first time I've seen Dominic in a mask, a mask and he looks just like his dad. I thought it was Ray Mysterio, bro. <laughs> What's crazy is in his mask, he looked like Ray Mysterio, and when he take it off, he looked like Eddie Guerrero, and I'm like, dude, this is really weird. Right, that's what I'm saying. I've never, I've never like thought he looked like Ray, but when he had that mask on, I was like, oh my gosh, he looks just like Ray with the mask on. Go ahead, time. Oh, to me, I mean, it, it is what it is. I didn't. Mm. I just don't like watching Dominic wrestle. Okay, so I, I I'll take this one, time. I, I I thought this was a great match. Not because of Dom and Ray Mysterio, but because of the cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, Terrible mask. Terrible. You talk about cinnamon. Get like, out of here! That nonsense. Look, Gary. You talk about somebody that don't, don't know how to read the room or the current climate or anything like that. They supported a match that had domestic violence written all over, like police officer, correctional officer. And the damn cinnamon toast crunches walk. I'm like, what is what 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 are we doing here? Like, <laughs> that's why it was a great match Terrible. to me because I was it was so much going on. I'm like, bro, we what are we doing here? But as far as like the wrestling goes, it was terrible. I I didn't even like the storyline to begin with. So you so, got to get. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, think the match was amazing or anything. Um, I thought Dominic should have won, and I'll dive in more to that later and why. Uh, next match, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. I'll go first. I think this was the best match of all of WrestleMania. Yes, agreed. Agreed. And I think it was an amazing, amazing match. It wasn't all about uh spots, and they had spots, yeah. but it wasn't about spots. The story they were doing in the ring was good. The fighting, I think it was, I enjoyed the match probably the most of any other match in both nights. And I liked the way it ended with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, we we both agree. On, we all agree on that one, Gary. Does, does time agree with that one? I, agree I feel like he's going to change. I agree it was a good match, but it wasn't my favorite. We know what his best is going to be. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, All right. Uh, the final match of night one, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, or and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Go ahead, D. Uh, love the energy in this match, man. Uh, that was the only thing that made this match even, like, able to watch is the energy that 
that flow through. So this is what bothers me. And this is, there's a lot of telltale signs that you can tell when a wrestler is going to win because they take a lot of heat. They get beat up a lot in the first beginning of it. Like, it's just, it, there, there's certain signs that you look for and you're like, ah, this gave us all of that and some. Everyone in this, everyone in that stadium knew and everyone outside of that stadium knew that they were dropping those damn titles. Matches like this, I don't like the ones that you can predict. And that's the only reason why I didn't like this match. But as far as like the competitors that were in the ring, they did a phenomenal job. I just don't like when they book like they book stuff like this where it's just it's so predictable. It's just you're like, why did you even do it? Yep. Time. Uh, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was good uh, storytelling leading up to it. I, I do understand the predictability side of it because I do think there was only one way this match was going to go, and it helped with uh, leading into, you know, the Roman Reigns match, the fact that they dropped the titles. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was obviously we all predicted what it was going to be. Um, I think – like you said, I thought the story was a good end to the story. I'm sure it won't be the end in, but it was entertaining. All right, we're on to day two. Which was the way better day? The first match, <laughs> Lesnar versus Omos. What hey. a waste of time. Hey, I think that match was worth it just for the fact that we got to see Lesnar F5. I, I said that's the only thing that would make it worth it to me, and I'm glad it wasn't Look. really drawn out, but it was a terrible match. The, the the only good part about this match, and the only reason why anybody would say that this was an awesome match, is because it was short. I thought that they was going to stretch this thing out, and they was going to tear up all type of shit around the ring, and it was just going to be another Braun Strowman-type situation that they did 14 times in a row. And I was like, ah, oh, we've seen this match before. And when they ended, it was like, wait, what, it's over? Oh, crap. And all he did was what three or four spots, Gary. He got he did, he went to Suplex City. Three went, three went, German suplexes and an F five. That's it. And and that's all it should have been. Uh, game over. That's why I like that match. But this out of all the matches, Gary, this is the match that was the worst one of all of them. Ooh, the next one may be my worst. All right, the next match. The women's fatal four-way, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia and Shotzi versus and Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. I was not a fan of this match. I think it was, again, this was predictable who was going to win because yeah. it was thrown together last minute. And too many spots, predictable spots you knew were missed and that you knew were coming what was going to happen. And it was just not an entertaining match. And it was even worse how quick it was over. Yeah, well, you have to understand, too, Gary, if the men's are off like that, then you know the women are going to be yeah. real bad. Yeah. Real bad. And and we can see that. I don't know if it's ring rust or them not, like, practicing like they used to, but it's just not as clean as it used to be. Well, it's hard. It's hard because the women don't get much time to... No, I agree. I, I, I agree. I'm just saying it was not... It wasn't very yeah. entertaining. That's all. All right. Here we go to the next one. Next one. Your Andre the Giant memo, uh, memo, memo, whatever. Battle Royal winner Bobby Lashley comes out and says, <laughs> hey. And that's it. 
Um, he was supposed to face Bray Wyatt, but I think Bray Wyatt got hurt, so he was not a match. All right, the next one. The best night, the best fight of night two, in my opinion. The second best fight of the whole of the of the whole WrestleMania. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. And Gunther is victorious. I enjoyed yeah. this match. I yeah. I I predicted Gunther to win. I was actually hoping he would lose because I think it's time for Gunther to get an opportunity at the world title. And if Gunther's gonna be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns, I'm all for it. Because I think Gunther has got a great future. I think he's actually a really good wrestler. And he's a big body. He can do different things. And I thought it was a great match because it was very brutal. Sheamus' chest was bleeding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that, uh, that's not hard for his translucent body. No, I, um, I'm saying. <laughs> but that was saying. a very good match, I thought. But it was very good. And can we just shout out for uh, the artist formerly known as Walter? That weight loss yes. is crazy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because I showed Cynthia a picture. I was like, can you believe this is the same guy? But about this, like the moment where Seamus is doing his like, you know, overhand smacks to Drew McIntyre's uh oh, He was tired. Yes, you could tell. But yeah. she was like he had she was, nothing in those things. He even it even made Cynthia go, Oh my gosh, how long is he going to do that? To I think he wanted to go to thirty. But she's like, it. no, I'm done at 27. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch, when Drew fell, he actually caught him in the face. Because Drew, he didn't know Drew was going to fall. And he went again oh. and caught him in the face as he has fallen. Oh, man. But I do agree. I think that was um, one of the best matches of the night. Not the best, but it was probably second. Uh, I still reserve my best match of the night for later. Well, if it's second, I think... Again, this, I think the next match we're going to talk about was the second best match of the night. Uh, Bianca Belair versus uh, Asaka. I thought it was an entertaining match. Uh, I thought I did not like the way it ended. I thought that was a little little wonky. I thought it could have been a better ending. But I, I think I if she would have made it quicker, I think like the the how slow she stood up. With yes. It, yes, yes, yeah. That's what look- threw me off a little bit because she had time to react. So like, I guess that's what threw me off. Right, or, it made yeah. it look like is it is she botching this or is she trying to show that it's a struggle? Uh, that she, you know what I'm saying. So like, if she kind of just would have yeah. done it, then it'd have been like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying. But the the, the it was a little awkward because you weren't really sure if that's how it was supposed to be or if they were like messing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, right. and I'll say I also thought that she probably should have did her finisher from the middle rope versus just a normal finisher. And beats Oscar because Oscar's supposed to, you're not showing the power of Oscar now because she never kicked out of her finisher. You, to uh, me, you should have did it from the you kick, kick out and then you put her on the second rope and do the same thing to do your finisher. But I see what you're saying because you got to save face for Oscar now. Oscar's not even a challenger for her anymore. So who's next? Charlotte Flair again? I don't want to see that. Um, the next match. Shane McMahon versus The Miz, a.k.a. Snoop Dogg, too. Next match. Oh, did, man. Did Shane, did Shane really get hurt? I think Shane really got hurt. I legit think Shane hurt his knee. But I don't know. That was Next. terrible. Dude, I what hate do you that they're think? doing that to Miz. I, I, I think that I – well, first of all, I didn't know that Miz was a jobber now. Yeah, I think that's terrible what they're doing to Miz, but... Yeah, I, I didn't know he was a jobber, but hey, 
I, I thought it was awful. I, yeah, it was terrible, terrible time. But again, Bray Wyatt. Oh, heard, I, I also got, skipped the match the night before. Miz versus Pat McAfee. Terrible as well. Yeah. Pointless. Yeah. Come on, let's they, go to the next match. They game. punted right. that match. They punted that match. <laughs> yeah. So the next match, Finn Balor, the Demon, versus the Brood slash not Brood Edge. Right, that was so wet. In Hell yeah. in a Cell. I love the Demon Balor. God, he is so good. Yeah. And it is, he shouldn't have lost. No. And so this will tie me back to Dom. So to me, you had Dom lose and you had Finn Balor lose. You just destroyed everything with Judgment Day other than Rhea. You give an excuse for Rhea to leave now. Now you just destroyed everything you just built up forever out of how dominant Judgment Day is. And you had two of the main people lose in their matches. To me, Judgment Day's over. Like I'm not scared of Judgment Day anymore. Edge just beat you. Ray beat Dominic. That's why right, Dominic and Finn should have won. Old guys. Yeah, Dominic and Finn should have won to keep the Judgment Day as powerful as they're portraying them to be. But you didn't. And I think that is a mistake. I don't think the Demon Balor should ever lose because he's such a rare occurrence. I think he should win every match. Finn can lose all he wants. But if the Demon comes out, he should not lose because he is that, that iconic. You hear the pop he got? Yeah. The pop, he, he's a villain, and everybody doesn't like him when he's Finn. But when he comes out of the demon, everybody loves it. And it, they're not protecting the demon. And I and I think people aren't going to be scared of the demon. And I, Edge is going to be retired. Finn's going to be around. I just don't make, understand the booking. Yeah. What you got next, Gary? Uh, the next match, which is probably the fourth best match on the card, was the last match, Roman Reigns. Versus Cody Rhodes. Go. I would like for time to go first. Why this is the best match without being partial towards Roman Here, Reigns. Here's the thing. It's the best match because everybody and their mama thought that Cody was about to come in here and win this title and secure the Hollywood dream. Secure the storytelling that the bloodline is finished because you know what? The Usos lost the night before. Um the only thing I didn't like, and I put this in our group chat it was, as it was happening, was that Roman, I felt like they had Roman's character start acting like he was had his back against the ropes way too early. Like, after he kicked out of one Superman punch, like you said, Gary, everybody kicks out of Superman punch. So why are you acting like, oh, my gosh, he kicked out of Superman punch, and you, know, you have this, like, shocked look on your face, and the announcer even saying, Roman Reigns looks like he's shaking uh, what can he do again? Like, yeah, if, like if he kicked out of two, like it would take like two or three spears before I feel like Roman Reigns should be looking like that because you are the champion of the last 945 days. The people you have faced, the times you have been in, this is, I mean, but I, maybe that's just like overthinking and WWE doesn't expect their fans to think that much. But it's like if, if that guy is really that dominant, he does not get shaken up because a guy – kicks out of one Superman punch. That was the only thing I didn't like. But I thought it was great uh, that Roman won. I do think it could have been poetic if uh, Sami Zayn's kick, like say say he does the kick. Haluva kick. The, yeah, the Haluva kick. Uh, say he does that, and then the ref comes in, and then that's how Cody wins. That would have been crazy, you know, because not only did Sami take Full out circle. the Right. 
Um, which about Sammy, I don't know. It might, this might have been an April Fool's joke. I did not research it, but maybe one of you guys know. Do you guys know if Sammy Zayn is Muslim? Is no that idea. true? Oh, I don't know. Okay, because I saw I saw a thing that said Sammy Zayn. I don't think he is because he actually won't go to Saudi Arabia and perform. Okay, well, I saw a headline that said Sami Zayn becomes first Muslim to uh, headline well, WrestleMania. I think because he won't he won't go to Saudi Arabia and perform because of the, the how they treat women and stuff. He 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 will not do it. Okay, so maybe so that was I April Fool's so. joke. I didn't, um, I didn't I didn't research it, but yeah. So this was my favorite match. I'm glad the big dog, the big, tribal chief, held on to the title. There you go, because his was a very predictable answer. Um. And I'll close this out with it. I'm trying to figure out how I wanna how I wanna attack this because I was I was looking for something else. So every year there's a WrestleMania moment. And I was waiting on that WrestleMania moment. It normally happens in the, There wasn't one in that match. I, yeah, no. There's normally one in the main event where either somebody overcome a struggle or somebody does the impossible or somebody comes out that's a shock. Like, none of that happened. It was missing that big, it was it was missing something. And I think that's what it was missing. I'm not saying that it was a bad match. I'm not saying it was a good match. I'm saying that they could have gave us more. All right, and to end it, I'll say I thought it was just an okay match. And because it was an okay match, that's why I think night one was better than night two. Um, night two is a lot shorter. Um, I do think that match, the reason why I have a problem with it. Yes, I agree. The redeeming factor of the match was it was unpredictable. You did not think I thought hundred percent Cody was going to win because it made the most logic sense and they tricked us, which is fine. I think that's the only redeeming factor of that match there. My problem with the whole thing was it was spot based and we're going to kick out of the finishing moves. That's all it was. It literally was not a wrestling match. Everything was, we're going to do a big move, we're going to cover, and you're going to kick out. Multiple times. That's not true. That's not true. That they is were, exactly they what were, happened. They were, working on, they were working on Cody's ribs. He was working on By, a, by a cheap shot. By a and cheap then shot. Correct. the guillotine. The guillotine. Which is a finishing which, move. Right. Correct. Which, which I was like, I mean, I haven't watched much wrestling, but when did the guillotine become Roman? He just started adding that as a choke where he's been choking people out with it. Right, right, That's right. what I'm saying. It's a finishing <laughs> move. Like, yeah. he did the, the Cody Cutter, finishing move. He did the uh, downward spiral thingy, finishing move. Spear, Superman punch, guillotine. All of these were finishing moves, and he kicked out everybody, which I knew that was the case. Like, that's just... And that's what the whole match was based off of. And there was so much downtime because of the interference. They got chances to catch breaths because they they had to draw the match out longer than it needed to be. And the, my, the reason why I said in our group chat I thought it was a terrible ending is because, to me, you made Roman look weak. Roman could not win without help. To me, if, if you're going to have Roman win, you have him win clean. You have him try to win dirty, but he actually comes out and still wins clean. You had him win by, by getting help from somebody, and he has to win dirty. And it to me, it makes him look weak. He can't win by himself. He can't win without the help. To me, that makes him not look like head of table anymore because he can't do it on his own. If well, he would have, I think that's the I think that's the whole goal right now, Gary. Is that and then they're going to hopefully topple him because of that. 
Right. They're 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 trying to. I think they're starting that process of going ahead to break them down. They've already taken the Usos away with the titles. Yeah. They'll probably break them up tonight uh, when we watch wrestling. They'll break them up tonight, and then there'll be some confusion or some division within the group, and then you'll see the downward spiral well, start to happen, and it'll start at WrestleMania. Well, I do think Roman will probably – he might have the title till SummerSlam, to be honest. He'll get his 1,000 days. He'll probably lose it at SummerSlam so they can build up to Roman versus – the Rock at next WrestleMania. Why I think that's what it's the because I'm telling you, it's what's going to happen. I'm, it's going to happen at one of these points. You've been points. saying that for five I'm, years now, Gary. Roman I'm versus just Rock. Saying, Roman versus it's, Rock. It's going to happen. I don't want to see it. I don't like either wrestler. I'm not a fan of either one. But like, I just think it's going to happen because it makes logic sense. Okay. Because you're talking about the whole bloodline, and he's going to lose it all, and he's going to turn his back on the bloodline, and then. They're going to go recruit, like Time said, they're going to recruit The Rock to put him back in his place. But then Roman should beat The Rock at WrestleMania. It shouldn't be The Rock beating Roman. Right, we'll see. But, so, yeah, I just, I, I do think it made him look weak because of the, he had to have interference to win. And he should have beat Cody clean if that was going to be the case, if he was going to win. But, all right, well. I'm going to let you take us out. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. A little bit longer this week. You're welcome. I, what the hell are we apologizing for? You'd love hearing us talk, or you wouldn't be listening. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Who wants to do it? Who wants to do it? We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring... D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the